Hello, beautiful conscious beings. We are back at it again. This is Holly. And this is Ariel. This is Till Death Duelist Part. We're on episode one, you guys. I can't believe we're here. Can you believe we're here? In my closet. We're in the closet. <laughs> oh! <laughs> there are so many dad jokes to be had. There's so much. So much to cover. So much to go over. Um... I don't know. I don't even really know where to start. I really just kind of wanted to jump right in. Um, We've got our 16 questions that hopefully those of you that are listening have uh, taken a chance to go over or probably have sent um, my responses back. So stay tuned. We've gotten a lot. We've gotten like, if I had to guess right now, I'd say like 15. And I was talking to my fiance about this the other day. I told him I was reading um, a a friend of mine who had sent her, um, she sent an audio recording and um, I told him, I was like, I feel like I am walking in on somebody who is naked right now. Like I shouldn't (laughs) be in there. I mean, it's just so vulnerable and so raw and I am, I'm just grateful, um, how uh, um, deep people have, um, you know, dived into this. They feel like they really took this opportunity to get vulnerable and real. And um, like I said, if you've read the questions, yeah. you know, they're they're pretty heavy. Um, and you can take it as far as you want. But And you know, yeah. like n- when I was reading some of the questions, because I'll be honest, I was very, I think there's more than 15 because... I was overwhelmed by the responses. I maybe yeah. I haven't sent all of them over to the main uh, email because we have an actual email that we yeah. have attached to these sixteen questions. Yeah. Well, and we've also got some that are in writing that you have gotten back. Um, yeah. I've got audio recordings. Yeah. So yeah, we've maybe twenty, twenty five. I mean, we've got a crap ton, man. Yeah, and so looking into that, it's like reading people's answers was what shocked me. Some of the time was how open people were to the transition of what death is. Yes. And so reading into some of these answers, I thought, you know, wow, there is depth and so many individuals. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much fear around this stuff that we can talk about. We can help people kind of understand and do our part. Yeah. You know, something that really stood out to me and just, um, you know, the, the responses that I've gotten to the questions so far and, um, you know, still kind of processing through, still really taking time to go back and just make some notes of my own. But, you know, the majority of the people that I see answering these questions in regards to being afraid of death, um, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised that I got a lot of more answers to that, that question was no. Um, and I did get quite a few that were yes as well. Um, but, you know, seemingly that most people were less afraid of, um, you know, the, the act of dying or death itself. Um, and were more afraid of, um, whether death was going to be quick or painless or, um, the idea of leaving behind the people that they love. And in my own experience, I feel like, you know, um, that, that wasn't a, a conversation that was necessarily had, um, consistently for me. You know, we were never talking about, um, yeah, the, um, the idea of death being something that we could memorialize or, um, you know, really just be okay with and face and, and rather it being something like a ticking clock of, 
you know, you're eventually going to die, so you need to do all of these things, or let's not talk about death because um, it's just this dark and ugly and, and awful, um, you know, business, order of business, I feel like is what it is. Huge order of business. Yes. yes. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. And And there's just so many things around these questions that got me thinking, and I wanted to touch on one thing before we dive into these questions and it was yeah, definitely it was the fact that what's been really channeled through me is the request of our loved ones for when we die for when they die the the acts they would like to be lived out with their remains or their body and yeah. with their request being something that could be odd or seen as weird um could you uphold their honor and doing what they want and you know that stems from what i want for my after death experience you know with my my temple most definitely holly i you know i think this is something that i feel more passionately about than a lot of things especially um you know around the topic of death is um you know we a lot of us for for most of us in our past experiences or maybe currently going through um, you know, a family member, a loved one. And, you know, I know we'll get into a little bit more conversation about your mom. Um, you know, we are, um, are waiting to a point until we get to this, you know, um, life changing or, you know, potentially earth shattering news that, um, we're having to make these decisions on what do you want and what are your wishes, you know, and I, I feel it's so important for a lot of us to really be thinking about this, not in a dark way, mm-hmm. um, but just uh, having these thoughts and conversations, um, you know, with your morning coffee and with your loved ones and your spouse of, you know, hey, by the way, you know, should anything happen, um, you know, I, I want to be buried as a tree or, you know, <laughs> right. I want you to celebrate my life and I don't want this to, you know, um, be this uh, ugly dark thing and and you're right you know what what do you want what yeah. is your goal and and how can we honor you um and i think if if those are the requests of our loved ones you know maybe giving them the gift of that by having these you know real talks yeah um you know and it, it's not all about it being depressing and dark you know it it doesn't have to be you know in a respective term, you know, it can be a little bit lighthearted and, mm-hmm. and you know, it doesn't have to be fun. But. It's a transition from one reality to the next, in my, in my opinion. Um, how I see it is it's, it's a transition from one school to the next. More lessons or, or is it, what is on that other side? But it's a transition that we don't need to fear just like we don't fear a child being brought in through the portal of life. Yes. We ne- don't need to tra- be a fearful of the transition out, the portal out of this realm, this dimension. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, it's so funny that you say that. And I think I've mentioned this to you before, but, um, you know, we're both going, um, you know, hence the play on term till death do us part. Um you know, going towards, um, you know, working through our doula process and, and doing the homework around that. I watched a podcast and I don't want to say her (coughs) name or speak out incorrectly on her name, but there's a woman who uh, does a Ted talks and in her talk talks about, imagine if we treated, um, uh, pregnancy, like we treated death. You know, right. we didn't talk to the female about what was going to happen, inevitably happen. And, 
you know, we didn't want to, you know, hurt her feelings. So, you know, we just kept it quiet and, you know, we didn't really know how much time exactly it was going to take. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was pretty funny. It was, um, you know, definitely a light hearted, um, analogy on the way that we think of death being so, um, you know, hush hush and, and not talking about it. And, you know, I feel like we are in a time and in a generation where a lot of us, um, you know, at least in my generation, um, you know, are so vocal, uh, about, um, you know, where they've been wronged in life or, um, you know, being able to speak up and stand out in, in the things that they believe in. And I think that, um, you know, even still death is something that is so real, um, in our life, especially now with, you know, our pandemic and, you know, just shit that happens and normally. The day know? that we're recording this on, we yeah. are paying homage to, the death of 9-11, you know, yes, the yes. lives that were taken for a propaganda agenda, Yep. you know, yep. so I, I want to take a moment to say, you know, uh, we had all the intentions of starting a podcast <laughs> at an earlier time, um, to let it flow, but with, we are, we are paying homage to 9-11 and I am paying homage to, you know, I'm just giving my heart to the, the ones out there that lost, um, you yeah. know, people that... It, they they weren't able to process things the 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 amount of love that you witnessed when someone has to ask you know what's happening am I am I am I on a hijacked plane those kinds of things yeah, and yeah. and just just be with me on the phone when when a son calls his mother mm -hmm. you know and so paying my respects and saying you know like that I'm doing this for people that didn't get a chance to yeah. have a healing. Yes, yes. You know, let's talk about these things so we can get it out there, you know. Yeah. Let's help people heal from this. Yeah. You know what's so fucking beautiful about this is that I have been watching, um, and uh, my fiancé will attest to this because this is what he falls asleep to on the couch every <laughs> night. <laughs> Perfect. I've been watching these, like, testimonials of, um, you know, not the um, uh, politicians and, <clears throat> you know, um, uh, you know, limelight around the politics of it, but, um, you know, the people, the, you know, c civilians that were, you know, affected by this and their firsthand, um, you know, near death experiences or the family members that they lost. And I think it's so beautiful that, um, and it really just gives me just a world of motivation to, you know, overcome and heal in, in ways in my life to see them go through something just so catastrophic and, not even being faced with the difficult task of processing death in the first place um uh and also just being it being so publicized and it being mm. something just you know s the gravity of it being so yes. huge and you know the majority of the people that i'm seeing and, and i know it's tv so you know i know there's a lot of that that's edited but in my opinion and being the empath that i do i see a lot of light that has come out of that i see a lot of healing that has come out of it and and to see where they're at in their their lives now um you know to have healed through that and on in the same respect um how many people are literally still reliving that day 20 years later is, is mm. just out of out of control i think that you know if, if we're having these conversations more you know maybe just one person um will look at the idea of death being um, something that is Transition. just transitional you know it's just I, I read a quote recently and I'm don't even know who wrote it but it, it's something along the lines of death being 
um, going from a, a time dimension to just eternity. Mm. Um, so, you know, who really are we to, to try and prevent or stop that process or, mm. you know, try and drag that on just for the sake of our comfort? Yes, absolutely, because that's exactly what it is um, when it comes to death. We are attached to that person's um, being there with us. Um, and so it's kind of like being attached to the idea of them being there and just kind of releasing um, the idea that they have to be here physically to have a, a communication and a relationship with that person still energetically. That energy didn't go. The energy doesn't die. Right. It, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where does it go? It yeah. goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to understand that that's our essence. Yeah. Um, and to hold on to that knowing. Um, because when people die, they have said that there's a certain, like, uh, ounces that leave the body in everyone. It's the same in everyone. That's your essence. That's your soul. Yep. You know, it's it's just a transition. Yeah. That gets to leave what ha- that, you know, the dense meat suit that we are, that organic <laughs> machine that we are. The organic machine. The organic <laughs> machine. I am trademarking. I love that. I love that. It's my favorite, like, way to look at things now. Um, but it's just a transition from one one to the next. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much comfort in that to yes. me. Yes. Yes. And I think in... Uh, getting okay with the idea of letting myself be okay with the process um you know kind of in my journey um at least up until this point has been um, really going back and um you know honoring the experiences that I have been faced with when it comes to death and dying and um, and, and being able to just, um, see it for what it is and heal through it. And I think in doing that, it has given me just this freedom to be able to say, Hey, I'm going to die one day. <laughs> and I, and happen. I know it sounds silly for some people, um, you know, but there, there's a lot of, um, empowerment in that. And there's a lot yes. of uh, pep in my stack that I feel like I'm able to have in my day to just say, Hey, um, you know, this is some really awful shit that has happened to me or that I know may happen and depending on how you look at it. And, you know, um, here is how, um, you know, at least I feel like I can give, um, my footprint or, you know, we talk about my legacy. Yeah. That's one legacy. of our questions. Is, yes, let's, yes. Let's jump into one of the questions is, is what, what is a legacy? Like what, what are you, what is that? When you die, what is your legacy you leave behind? Yeah. And, and that answer for people and in, in, in the questions that I've been able to, I, like I said, there's a ton of them. And I have not, <laughs> I have, you know, a regular job. <laughs> I go to work every day, you know, so do you. Yep. So it's like, it's hard to kind of read all the questions, but I've taken the time to read some of these questions. And I'll tell you, the legacy one is different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's different for everyone. It really is. So getting to know you, Ariel, <laughs> what what is that to you? Like, what, I mean, on it, what is that to you? Yeah, you know, I feel like that has, that has been something that has, I think, meant different things to me at different times mm. uh, in my life. I, I think, um, 
you know, early on in my life, if he'd asked me that question, I probably would have said, well, am I successful and do I make a lot of money? And Mm, that is my legacy. Um, And I think that definitely could be um, a pretty um, uh, typical theme uh, of thinking. Um, At least in my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Taurus. Yep. Um, And so... Um, you know, in going through this process and, and really looking at uh, my choices and my thoughts, um, you know, legacy for me is just uh, um, feeling like I have done what I've meant to do, you know, feeling like I've fulfilled this purpose. Um, and, um, you know, uh, my kids being able to... Uh, see that I have, um, you know, stayed true to that through and through, you know, given them that the ability to do the same in their own lives, um, to not feel, um, you know, controlled or, um, conditioned to be forced to think in a way that is not pure to themselves, Mm-hmm. Um, and to follow through and to be true, whatever it is that they want to do. And, and my legacy is them, you know, they, from day one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's taken me time to, um, you know, rearrange my healing and my thoughts to work and take in a way that, um, you know, I'm aligning with that every day and the way that I choose to live my life today. And so, yeah, a legacy for me is just, um, making sure those kids got what they need (laughs) yeah that's beautiful that's absolutely beautiful Ariel well I mean if I have to answer the question and get all vulnerable and weird you have to do the same so I'm just glad you're as weird as me (laughs) we can be weirdos yes um I would say um I agree with you on a lot of what you said on on wanting to wanting to be that for your children when you say something about your children being your legacy mine has mine has changed so much but at the state that I'm in now is I want to offer to people the ability to allow my love to transcend through them yeah a, um, a moment where we shared something sacred together yeah where you can be remembered that way when someone's having a hard time, a funny moment between yeah, us. You because, talked about those secret moments. Yes, the yeah. secret moments that you hold. I hold a lot of secret moments with my children. Mm-hmm. And what I want to create for them is the ability to hear me in their heart when I'm gone. Yeah. To always know that till they can lead with their heart. And that's and it's not not bending. To always follow what your heart is telling you to do because your mind's going to tell you a million things if you allow it to. Mm-hmm. And it has transformed so much because before it would have been physical things. I would have wanted to offer them um, a mansion or land and that would have been fulfilling to me. I would have been walking in, in that because that's what I thought was important because I was really uh, living in the earth plane. 
But as I have transitioned in my life and the understanding of what I'm doing here in walking in my power and my purpose is to show them to listen through their heart. Mm-hmm. And I followed uh, my monkey mind for so long. Um, <laughs> and so I was just teaching I them. <laughs> I, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And Right. This, like, instant gratification way of living. Instant gratification. Quickly and easily get get to there. Yes. Yes. And so to step out of that and say, I have to slow down Mm -hmm. to give you the ultimate, like, goal in this life. And to me, my ultimate goal is to show, like, unconditional love. Follow your heart. Follow what your soul urges you to do. And you feel the fire because it becomes second nature this podcast showing them that we can we can do things that are possible yeah. anything is possible yeah. i can and anything is possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is the feeling i get when i follow my heart yeah and that's my mantra and so giving my children these moments these secret moments where we have these discussions that's what i i, I my legacy is And it lives on through my children, but it also lives on through everyone I get to interact with Mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what, I always choose to live through my heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting the the more that we've gone through these questions. uh, Mm -hmm. As I hear you talking, it's, it's like this, like theme that goes off in my head on a daily basis like am I living in my legacy and (laughs) am I being aligned of the things I feel I need to accomplish Mm -hmm. and um you know but of course not every day (laughs) and of course not every hour or every second and And it uh, transitions on what my and what that is because I'm learning it's not just a certain projections of what um, love is because yes. love is so many things. Love is helping with um, direction. Love is my healing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. love is everything that your soul feels. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. I make it so weird. I, know, I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> um, oh, how funny. So I am going to start with question number one, Holly. Um, for you, I want to ask you: What is your own personal experience with death? So you know, a near-death experience or a loss. I know you've got quite a um, quite a bit of a story. So, um, yeah, what jumps out to you? What experience are you really tapping into right now? Um, what's funny and what uh, I was shown today was um, <laughs> I got redirected from my path to get to your house. <laughs> and so... I know you were, like, texting me in a panic. And I'm yeah, like, I was so panicked <laughs> because I couldn't figure out why I was being redirected. But it was because <clears throat> I needed to be taken down an old wound that I had um, had an experience with death. And I was living in so much grief and turmoil, and I had wanted to end my life. I wanted to end my existence. And it was, <laughs> it was at that moment that I started coming up onto the area of driving that I realized that spirit led me to this area where I had a brush with death. I had a face with mm-hmm. death where I wanted to end my life and it just didn't happen. Yeah. And I survived. And it was like, oh my God. 
<laughs> I just, I, I'm walking, I'm stepping into my power and like, yeah. And I, I have to go just and taking it all back and I have yeah. to go have a brush with death. I have to go remember where I wanted to end my life and where I tried to, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. my experience with death has been so positive. Um, it, as before where I would have clutched on to where I was so scared of death. Um, I had lost so many of my family members, ones that I had like just super strong connections with and I let it just drag me down. I had lost so many friends to addiction, to suicide, and I held on to their deaths with sadness instead of realizing it was their transition out of the world that we were living in. They did their part. They they did what they were here to do, no yeah. matter how they were taken out of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was I was witnessing that I, I I wasn't my my transition wasn't then. And and facing that like I'm it's super positive. Everything that I had I had crutched onto for so long I was freed of. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I know that's that's strange for some people that to not understand that haven't been haven't had a um, kind of a brush with death where you wanted to end your existence Mm -hmm. Um, and you were trying to take the control of everything and you weren't allowed to yeah Yeah. (laughs) you were told you weren't you weren't allowed to and you had so much divine um protection around you um to make you awake yeah whatever series of events sort of just unfolded and happened you know you are really not even allowed to, um, and I say aloud, you know, for lack of a better word, but to your own devices, um, say when to pull the plug. And yeah, I'm here. I'm here for a great service. Sure. What we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Our- well, I'm definitely <laughs> glad not because I don't know who else I would have done or, or had this experience with, and um, I think um, you know definitely uh, both of us kind of being in in the point in our journeys that we are at um you know obviously some huge huge parallels uh, um yeah, to um, um our brushes with death and, yeah. and uh, uh, suicidal experiences so but I would say as of right now I'm also um you know just witnessing you know end of life transitions all around me yeah and I see the beauty in what I'm learning and what I'm learning, um, not only in reading the questions, um, but is allowing people who are in, in an end of life transition, allowing them the knowledge to know that they are loved and they are held and that it's okay, whatever they're going through to just know that they're loved and held. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they made an impact on you and always, reaffirming and letting them know, you know, that they're loved. You've made a great impact on me. You know, you've helped shape me into being a strong woman. Um, you know, just like allowing that, um, to happen for people. I just love watching this. I think it's, I think it's fucking beautiful, man. I think that, um, this is what, you know, this podcast is about for me is, you know, um, allowing that moment for you to get right and get okay with, um, you know, those, those experiences and those things that are very real to us and, um, you know, um, to, to get angry with it and to get okay with it and to heal through it and, you know, whatever that process looks like. It's not about, you know, things just being okay and great. 
Um, it's about the fact that, that we all, all go through this. We all experience this. And, and f- for someone like you to, you know, have gone through all of that and be where you're at in your life and um, to stand in that power and, and to talk about your experience um, regardless of judgment or, um, uh, you know, whatever. Just, just to fucking feel that shit. Yeah, just to allow um, the space for anyone that is, you know, facing, you know, end of life transitions and to understand that it's still sad. It's it's going to be sad, mm-hmm. but it's the allowance of letting people transition and letting them know that they are loved and they are held. Yeah. And that's the, that's the bottom line for my experience right now. Like what it's teaching me, but I, it's a transition and you just have to love people through it. Just like pregnancy, <laughs> you love people through that because that's another portal. Right. right. That's a portal into this <clears throat> realm. And then leaving is another portal. Right. You know, I think it's something that's super similar when you talk about pregnancy versus death and, you know, it is another question that's on our um, sheet, but it's about, you know, how, what would you say to somebody uh, in the end of life process or in a transition? And uh, I think it's interesting how many responses I've gotten that have been, I have no idea what I would say. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing, you know, depending on how well you know the person who's expecting. Uh, most of the time, yeah. you're like, do I say congratulations or mm, right. <laughs> do I give you a hug and say it's going to be okay? <laughs> do right. I not say anything at all? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But personal experience, man, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think it's your turn to get vulnerable. Oh, I feel like you need to explain to our listeners your personal experiences that you've had with death, oh. your near losses, anything that has yeah. helped shape you negative or positively. Yeah, I knew this moment was coming, and mm-hmm. I was just, like, avoiding it as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, Uh, My own personal experience, I, you know, uh, death has been something that was, uh, you know, introduced to my life very young. I was um, uh, six years old when my mother passed away, who I didn't really know very well. And so I didn't really get a whole lot of um, um, positive, you know, real visual memories of her. So, um, you know, I do remember... um, not long after that, you know, after going and living with uh, my siblings and my dad that, <clears throat> you know, I, I have brief moments of remembering of like yeah. kind of grieving her loss or, you know, wanting her to be there. And, um, and it wasn't honestly until um, a close friend of mine from high school had passed away. He actually had taken his own life mm. and, um, it was, um, you know, me going through uh, my own process of healing from, you know, other things uh, in my life, uh, substance abuse and yeah. uh, my own suicidal ideations and, you know, a world of healing that um, was unfolding in my life. And so um, it was something that was very, very interesting to me because um, it was the first time in my life, and I was probably about 22, 23 and you know, a little bit older than that, but anyway, um, as an adult on my own, it was somehow this like permission that I had to 
really accept and feel all of the feelings that came with that and uh, um, you know beautiful um, relationship that I'm in right now um, mm -hmm. you know I was able to to process that with someone that I love at the time and um, uh, so it was um, it was a very difficult experience for me um, because I felt like a lot of um, my childhood and adolescent experiences were sort of molded around this friendship and mm -hmm. um, and then uh, um, you know in going through all of that I, uh, in 2018, I felt like I, um, it was like all of a sudden everything that I had not, um, really coped and accepted and healed through, um, with my loss and my grief, um, sort of came to a head and, and you know, you talked about your, your near death experience and it just <laughs> not being allowed for that shit to happen, man, yeah. that, that really was how it was. It was like finding every justification and reason to, um, say, yes, this is what I should do. Um, and the universe providing you every answer for why, um, it's not time yet. Yeah. And, uh, See, now you got me all emotional. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and, um, I remember waking up like 18 hours later, man, and the nurse being like su super blunt to me. She was like, girl, your ass should have had a seizure. You know, she's <laughs> like, the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I love her so much for saying and that And it, it was so great. It was just like, and, um, you know, people talk about wanting to have this experience of like going to sleep and just never waking up and remembering. And I remember waking up right. and not remembering shit. Like I oh remember it just being like a flash of light. And I woke up and I was like, all right, fuck, I guess I have to face some shit and um, get really fucking real with myself and mm -hmm. wake up, you know, and, and those words having been said to me, um, really with um, the way that I was um, not coping, not coping, just being this robot. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that surrounded around the fear of any fear that I had resulting in, is it going to kill me and am I going to die before I get to do it? Or mm. is that act going to kill me? And I think that's a very, very stressful and uncomfortable way to live your life every day. Mm -hmm. I think that I think that when you get okay with waking up every day, being able to say, hey, these are the things that I get to do. These are the things that I'm allowed to create or accomplish in my day. Um, should be those victories, should be those, you know, additional moments that you feel grateful for. Because, you know, um, if people are listening to this podcast, is they <laughs> think they're going to get an answer to what happens after we die. You know, that's, yeah. that's not that's not the answer here. Um, you know, but I feel like I wake up every day feeling a little bit better, yeah. um, about that. Yeah, it is going to happen whether it's tomorrow or, um, you know, next week, or if I just get there or if I just accomplish this task, if I, 
you know, can just get this done before I die, if I can just please this person, or if I can just make this person proud. And um, I think that when I live in alignment with, um, you know, my being the best version of myself that I can be today is such a peaceful and just better way to be. (laughs) Um, It helps me sleep at night anyways. And so... Uh, my experience with death has been this sort of uh, come full circle process for me of being able to go back and on honoring those moments that I did not get to take time for mm. um, and really um, embrace and accept that this is something that is going to happen to me. And instead of waiting until I'm listening to those words from my doctor at, you know, whatever age, I'm going to get real about that shit now so that I can live in the gratitude and so that I can celebrate life till its fullest. So I'm not in the back of my mind focused on the shit that is just all formality and semantics. I'll sign this piece of paper um, because I know at the end of the day when I am no longer here, it's only going to matter to those people um, that are having to say goodbye. And if that's the gift that I can give them, then I will. Um, because (laughs) my hope is that I'm going to be like, you know, sailing and, you know, um, saying hello from, from wherever, you know, time or (laughs) dimension that is. So wherever that may be. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice to hear. I like those kinds of things. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to skip to question four. Um, so I'm going to switch to question four and you know what? <sighs> that was a nice bathroom break. Sorry guys. <laughs> I had to like, hold on, hold on. Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Anyways. So we are on question number four. Are you more afraid of your own death or a loved one? Who and why? if I have to be super honest with myself, it's got to be my kids. Like, and I only say that because I am usually the parent that my significant other is usually like less attached to what happens after they fall. Yes. (laughs) You know, I'm usually the one freaking out. Um, I definitely feel like I've gotten better about that. Um, yeah, that's probably my biggest, uh, um, fear and an area of effort for me to just try and let go of a little bit more and loosen the reins on my poor children Yeah, <laughs> is uh, something happening to them before, again, before I get to X, Y, Z. So, yeah. 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 Um, so that would be my children also. I don't, I'm not scared of their death. I know it's a transition. I will miss them and I yeah. would want, I just would feel like, what 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 could I have hold? What would I hold on to? Is what makes me question if that is what number four would be my children, <laughs> because I do question those things. She scared y'all. Okay, she scared. Dance around the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I would say probably my kids, um, and I am coming better suited with the thought of it being just the transition <laughs> no I hear but you. I, hear I you. am still they're probably the only ones and I'm like what are you doing are you okay they're like I'm at the movies you know like, <laughs> of course I'm okay but yes. it's like are you still breathing yeah yes uh, are they are they breathing <laughs> yes. yeah so definitely <laughs> that would be probably fair to say honest yeah 
Yeah, now I hear you. Um, I have a really good one, mostly because I saw a really cool response in the questions. Um, number seven, and I want to hear your response and your excuse as to why or why not. Oh, um, do you have a living will? I don't have a living will. And my only response to why is because I've never even thought about it. So <laughs> the only response I it's can true. give you is because I've never even thought about having a living will. It's never even crossed my mind. So these are the good questions to start bringing up um, because never crossed my mind. And I don't know. Um, I guess a lot of the responses that I feel like we got was a lot of them said no. Yeah. Yeah. And so no, I but I should, not. or I really need Thanks to. Thanks for saying that yeah. because I need to look into it, but that's a hundred percent. I have never thought about one. What, what does that even entail? Do I get a lawyer? What, what do I have to go? Uh, do I have to just maybe get something notarized? Is that sufficient <laughs> enough? Right. Um, Right. I don't even know where to start. The, the ignorance in that area for me is tremendous because I have no well, idea and, and the lack it. of knowledge, I think, for a lot of us is just so uh, the same, <laughs> you mm. know. Um, you know, unless you're, you've got family members who are going through this process and you are, you know, attentively watching as, as everything unfolds, including all of the paperwork, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, maybe you... You know, the the only reason I feel like I have even had some knowledge and education around having a living will is just being having worked in, in healthcare mm -hmm. um, as an adult. That um, that is a conversation that comes up frequently, yeah. and even still, I don't have one. So uh -huh. you know, how much am I really educating myself? Um, but yeah, and then in your you know this is this is part of one of those things where I feel like. Um, is such a real thing you know we're all concerned about making sure we've got our driver's license or you know insurance card or um you know our uh, cell phone bill is paid um yet we are not taking the time to you know go print out a piece of paper um that literally just says yes i want this no i don't want this and right. you know um how, how much time does it really take up in our life to really address something that um, we're all eventually going to have to face? And why wait to face it um, when you're wanting to spend that time, you know, um, with the ones that you love um, and having completely different conversations with? Right. Know, so. That's, you know, I have to say, um, we've had the death conversation with my family. Um, and... Um, I think we talked about a will um, for my mom. We had a conversation within our family unit. And um, I'm not even sure if there's a living will, but that definitely was a conversation that we all had mm -hmm. about, you know, what does it mean for us, you know, when everything, everyone is gone, that you know your belongings and we did open up the floor for that conversation yeah um and I can't say it was easy mm -hmm. but um as far as a living will I don't even we never talked about if they would actually have one my my parents yeah yeah um I have a, a close friend of mine uh, who lives uh, in a different state and she recently had a scare um 
uh, of a, a step parent go through a very very close near death experience and um, you know were, was not expected to pull through mm. um, and thankfully did um, and I say that more so to the quality of their lives because um, I don't believe you know uh, prolonging a person's life necessarily is something that is for the better or for the good so um, anyway she you know had expressed to me and in, in just processing her own emotions of how um, you know um, one of her parents was just going through the process of not knowing or ever having had the conversation and be complete, being completely oblivious and, and almost delusional to the fact that, hey, this is the moment that we have to have this conversation and, yeah. you know, where are, you know, the documents to all of your assets and, you know, have you had taken the time to talk with your spouse about the things that you would like um, to be delegated and, um, you know, navigated through when I'm incapacitated, like, and, yeah. and, um, you know, it was a, a very, very frustrating experience for her. And I imagine and, and hope that after having gone through that experience, she is probably having completely different talks with her loved ones um, about, um, you know, uh, not having to experience that again. Because I just imagine it being so painful, yeah. um, you know, processing your emotions and also having to make just ridiculous choices that just, you know, nobody wants to have to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Oh, what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, on number seven. the with do, do you have a living room? Um, I do not. Um, oh. But the more I have this conversation, <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted every day to, to go print out that piece of paper. So mm-hmm. I'll keep telling myself that until I actually do it and, and hold through that. So do you um, know about living wills and, and how they work? And do you need a lawyer? Um, so a lot of the times with living wills it is it typically it will require that you have your signed document um, from yourself, the individual that, you know, will either wanting to be receiving the documents. And of course, this is all dependent on your state um, and, and some form of notary um, that it is. Um, and a notary really, notary really just uh, legitimizes it as a legal document. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and depending on the state that you're in. Um, whether or not, um, you know, those laws determine that the state can decide or bank um, that hold the assets can be, you know, um, delegated upon the beneficiaries or if they get to make that choice. Um, so, and um, it, I'm actually reading a book right now that's like going all the way back to like the 18th century and, and how... Um, huge at the time um, a person's um, living will um, and um, requests were so you know um, followed by I mean it was like etched in stone and, and yes. put in the churches and stuff and yes um, and as it should be right yeah, yeah. <laughs> right as it sh- <laughs> should be. I don't uh, I don't care about the quote that you leave me mm-hmm. right right <laughs> just put my final words <laughs> all you my need to know my last wishes okay <laughs> Um, no, one thing I thought was really cool about this question was I did see a response in our, uh, um, in the people that, um, were so kind enough to answer them that someone had responded on, do you have a living will? And their response was my daughter. And I thought that what an interesting way to perceive that question, <laughs> yeah. um, instead of it being a document more so, um, you know, what keeps me going, 
Um, so I thought it was important to take time to honor that because yeah, I just thought um, uh, perception is our reality, right? <laughs> yes, and I love that questionnaire you're talking about. <laughs> I think we talked about that whenever. <laughs> I think I cried over that question when yeah. I read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, do you prefer to die at home or in a hospital? Hospice or what? Oh, you know, I don't think it matters so much as whether or not I'm in the hospital or hospice um, as much as it is that at the space that I'm, that is being held for me. Mm. Um, you know, if, if it gets to a point where I'm, you know, laid up in a hospital bed because of, you know, God forbid, you know, the pandemic that's happening right now, you know, whatever. Um, um, I, I would hate for that to have to be the environment that my family has to process through. Um, at the same time, um, you know, I feel like it just, it just matters that we're together. Yeah. Um, now on an ideal situation, um, I would like to be around a lot of nature and water <laughs> and I feel like one of my biggest uh, crutches in my life is feeling like I need to rush through my day. Um, so... I would love to just have a day of, you know, not having to worry about anything and just experiencing the process and appreciating colors and sounds and, you know, I'm a Taurus and <laughs> you got to have me some snacks, so yeah. <laughs> I'll be eating all the good stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah just um, a space that really is just um, held by, you know, the the best of, of energy of the people around me is all that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Ideally, um, I would like to be at home whenever I pass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what I would like. Um, I would like to be at home and, and be with my family, the ones, you know, that mean the most to me. Um, and the people that I meet throughout the years that will mean the most to me when it comes, cause I will live a long life. So Mm -hmm. at the end of my life, I want to be around the people that I love the most. And that's what's important for me. And I don't want to do it. I would much rather not be in a hospital or anywhere else. um, I would like it to be at home with my family. Yeah. 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 And the ones that I love the most. Outside of my blood family, my family, you know, I have family outside of my blood, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my soul family. (laughs) <laughs> I would like to be surrounded by my soul family yes. and my blood family. I mean, family is just, I just, yeah, family. Mm-hmm. Whoever I feel connected with at that's that time it. in my life is, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. My dogs, my, you know, if it's the Starbucks lady that changed my life, I'm right. hoping she can come over too. Hey, can you come <laughs> hang out? Just see me through. See me through the passage. Bye. We, we had to, a good time. Uh, I, uh, uh, Jacob and I used to have a meditation guy that used to always add in giving love to the Starbucks lady <laughs> for better oh, or for worse. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> so I always end up resorting to that uh, analogy. But... 
Um, good stuff, man. I feel yes. like we have so much more that we could go over and talk yeah. about. And um, I really hope that our um, conscious listeners have uh, really gotten a taste of what this episode uh, is about and what the podcast is going to bring um, in the near future. Um, I know you have... I know you're super, super excited to talk about this, so I'm going to let you talk about it, about our next month. And Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm really excited to get this, um, this, this project that we're doing, that we're nurturing together. Yes. I'm so excited to get it off the ground and, like, explore all the fun things that we're going to (laughs) do. I mean, it's fun because we get to be together and heal through this and it's a lot of it's going to be like spooktober uh where we're going to go to spooky locations and record podcasts and that is we'll bring some fun into it folklore friday where we can explore you know all the old traditions surrounding death because if you if we go through the timeline of death Mm. and you look at it it has turned into this construct business yes And so how do we pull out of that and make it something different? So we'll have a chance to express those kinds of things. that Midwestern culture and society, like, I mean, and most of the information that I've, uh, you know, uh, regurgitated today, I felt like a lot of it, of those same individuals have talked about how we are the only society that fears death the way that we do and taking it back (laughs) and looking how, you know, um, our ancestors and, and, uh, you know, these people with much less tools um, and resources have navigated through this for, you know, generations before we have. I'm I'm so excited. And exploring through doula training, um, that is what we're going to base, you know, a lot of this around because, you know, practicing to be an end-of-life doula, that is something that is so um, firm in our journey right now. You're standing in your power. You've committed to a course, and I am just, I'm so proud of you, and you're doing it, and um, we're going to be walking through this journey together. Yes, yes. There's so much, so much that we still have left to cover, um, you know, from little things about, um, you know, learning to find resources on you know, the laws specific to your state and, you know, what, what you can personally do as a loved one to help an individual going through the end of life transition, whether that be, um, you know, physical needs or, you know, being able to spiritually guide them through that, um, you know, we're going to have some awesome guests. Yes, we're, we're going to have, have people some amazing on. people coming on. I feel like the it's so interesting from when I started the these questions and I felt like just something else took over, just mm. a higher conscious being took over me and just rolled these questions out um, in one sitting. And, um, you know, the, the initial... Um, you know, tone of, of who these questions went out to versus who responded and who I got back. And, um, I think it's such a tribute to why we are doing these things. And, um, I think it's so, so exciting. Um, I'm, I'm really, really excited to hold space and honor some of these beautiful people, um, that were just so open and vulnerable to, uh, Mm. to answer these questions, man. There's just so much good shit that we have. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about like everybody that's responded already. And then the huge response back that they're like, yes, we want to come on or yes, I want to come on because 
this is stuff that people need to hear, you know? Yes. They need to hear these experiences. Yes. Even so if cool. just, just to feel validated and be like, yeah, I have these weird thoughts a lot in my yes. day too. And I'm secretly sitting in my car right now laughing because <laughs> everything you're saying is true. Or, you know, even <laughs> yes. if it's one person, um, you know, that's who cares, right? I, I feel healing by just sitting in this closet and <laughs> having this conversation. Yes. So <laughs> if you listen to it, great. If not... Um, but yeah, um, uh, we are going to be talking about, um, we've got some things coming up. We've got some great things in the works guys. And everyone who gets to experience the podcast with us, we just want to say thank you so much, um, uh, for being in this journey with us. We're, we're doing this for our healing and that is seeded. Like what we do is we seed through that. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that is what I find beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super grateful for my village today. Um, I feel like if not for the people that I've surrounded myself with and, um, that are just so willing to give their uh, love and light to me that I would not be in just the clear space, um, and loving, you know, place that I feel like I'm in, not just in surrounding death, but in my life in general. Yes. And so, um, yeah, episode one down, man. Episode High five to one that. down. <laughs> so give us a second. We want to give you the podcast uh, email um, to reach out to us. If you need any kind of, uh, if you want to talk to us, give us some information. Um, feel free to reach out to us on our email. I'm going to go ahead and let Ariel give this email because she is the founder of the email address. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you're being weird. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yes, so we, a couple of things. So on the email, um, if you guys have um, a chance to already have a link to the PDF file, of the 16 questions it's called let's talk about death baby um you can also go on to my um our sorry how rude of me mm-hmm. our instagram and uh, um in the bio um you can uh, there's a link there that you can print the questions off um and you can also email back your responses um or if you have any questions want to participate in our podcast in the future um you can email mems the deathworks at gmail.com that's m-e-m-s death w-r-x at gmail.com um yeah i'm super excited thank you guys so much if you listened all the way through to this podcast i hope you're excited for more um, till death do us part till death do us part till death do us part bye guys bye